Welcome back into the tailgate. Zach Albaverde and Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun now joined. Oh, I think we got to go. Why don't you jump on the other side? Welcome back into the tailgate. All right. Zach Albaverde and Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun now joined. Uh oh. Uh oh. Dead air. Oh, I Not on your shift. Go. Why don't you jump on the other side? Right, welcome back. To the All right. We got a little delay going. Is it my fault? It's got to be. Oh, Zach, I'm Uh-oh. sorry. We're good. We're back now. Yes. And uh, if you're hearing that voice, it's a familiar one because that is James Bates. We got him in WRUF Studios. Hello, my friend. Hi, I'm James Bates. <laughs> How's it going? You can throw the headphones <laughs> all on right, if you want. All right. It's my first time at a radio station. I'm really Uh-oh. nervous. Hey, all <laughs> right, Zach Graham. Thanks for having me in. Absolutely, man. How Let's you been? It. How's summer been treating you so far? Way too good. We just got back from Alaska. Uh, our son just finished up his first year at UNF. He's a fishing captain. He's got a, just got his license, and he was uh, guiding in Alaska uh, as a fisherman um, this summer. My dad and I went up to fish with him, and I mean, just as you can imagine, grandpa, dad, and then, then the, the grandson there Absolutely. putting us on the fish wow. all week long. So it was a trip of a lifetime. I can imagine. Got our girls swimming, and uh, everything's good. That's awesome, nice. man. And and for the folks that don't know, you're we, you're here for teaching, and this has uh, been a new thing that you've taken on. What's that experience been like now having your class here at UF, and, and, and now you're here working it too? You know, I've, I've always enjoyed kind of working with kids I guess mostly you know when my kids were in elementary school I just have always enjoyed being around kids yeah. and you know whether it's sports or, or at school they used to do a uh, the morning news at Childs Elementary and I just loved it and when when Ted Spiker the chair of the College of Journalism when he asked me if I'd like to teach a play-by-play on-air talent class I I just I got really excited I knew I was going to love it but I had no idea that I would love it as much as I do. I mm. mean, I just, you know, I thought, gosh, I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of neat stuff that I can't wait to pass on to these students. And and I thought, you know, if there was a class offered like the one I'm getting ready to teach, yeah. it when I was being recruited, it would make the University of Florida that much more attractive. And I'm I'm proud to say that it has become kind of that and then some and I just getting ready to teach my fourth semester in the fall and I look forward to it every single week and we got JT and Courtney and there's Cabrera I'm sure you guys know Cabrera all everybody running around here and it's just it's it's an absolute blast I I really feel blessed to be able to do that that's awesome and obviously University of Florida is lucky to have you man and what do you got what what are we working on right now (laughs) (laughs) this is listen this is like destiny for me. I know. To be able to talk about what You were we giddy got. about it here. Oh, listen. When we were talking about it. Come on. Anything involving SOS. Of course. It brings a smile to your face. It, it worked out nicely. So we, we've we done, as, as a lot of people around town would know, and of course, Zach, I'm, I'm always like picking your brain for some of the best <laughs> stories. And, you know, head ball coach stories, I can't get enough of them. I, I just was so fortunate to, to play for Coach Spurrier and, and to be a part of not only these winning teams of our four SEC championships and then a national championship, but the fact that he was our coach. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you're cheating, you know, <laughs> because it's just so magical during that time. And he's entertaining while you're winning. And so anytime we'd get around, oh, you know, Travis McGriff or or Doug Johnson, Cooper Carlisle. And, you know, you you just start talking. Chris Doring is just three hours later, you're you're not even done. You just, (laughs) somebody will say something and that'll trigger a thought. Oh, I remember this one, this one, this one. You just share these stories. 
but it's not just players. It's not just guys he coached with. It's not just coached against. It's, but it's you know his electrician. Everybody's got a head ball coach story. Yeah. And so we just decided let's start kind of putting them down on tape. And and I've been shoot. I've been trying to get it lined up with you for a while because you've got a few. <laughs> yeah. They, they keep adding on. And so you know it's it's funny. So we were gonna interview Zach before he went on air today, but we had to run over and, and interview Becky Burley. She had a couple good ones that she gave us because she was as a 26 year old young head soccer coach and, wow. and one of the best that she just gave us was you know they were just knocked out of i think the sec tournament it went to penalty kicks sure and and they lost on penalty kicks and the next day she was in yon hall there in the cafeteria with all the student athletes and all the coaches in there really crowded and she goes walking in there and from across the room the head ball coach yells, Becky, Coach Becky, Becky, got to work on those penalty kicks, huh? You know, and she's like, <laughs> you know, I could have been mad, but the fact that he knew I was a soccer coach, yes. that he knew what happened, you know, it says, she said, that says a lot about him. But in, just to kind of wrap it all up, so with the class and with some of these head ball coach stories and whatnot, we're actually going to create a little show, you know, yeah. probably like a YouTube channel type of show. And it's going to be called, what else is going to be called? Batesy has class. And so incorporating the students and introducing them to some of these people, really that I want them to know a little bit better that at 44, I feel like have really kind of shaped who I am, just yeah. these incredible people. And you know, and pe- people like Ahmad Black that we just sat down with, what a great guy he is. And I'm just a, you know so proud to be a part of this university. I want them to kind of get to know those people. So in almost like a documentary form, yeah. we get to know them. That's awesome. But they're also kind of doing the reps and thro- throwing and, and, and interviewing. And so they're getting reps and everything. So it's really a great experience. And they kind of see how Tom and I have rolled for so many years yeah. with, with the show. And, and, and now, sir, I, I'm going to ask you, Zach, uh, for, just give me some good head ball coach, man. You've got some good stuff. I know. Well, first of all, let's talk about why I'm even excited to talk about <laughs> it. Because, I mean, you know, Spur, I mean, obviously I'm at ACR like Graham. So. You know, I moved to Gainesville in 90, and, you know, growing up here wow. in Gainesville, I mean, that's just what you were raised on was not just Florida football, but the Steve Spurrier brand mm-hmm. of Florida football. And, uh, you know, I mean, going to camps and stuff, my uh, my mom ended up getting really close to Jerry, and she would go to her class. Jerry actually planned my youngest brother's baby shower. So, you know, I got exposed to the family a lot when they were here, and it was just, I mean, as, like you said, it's times of your life. So later in life, obviously, I grew up and go into school and stuff and get into media, and at that point, he's at South Carolina. I'm never thinking, like, in a million years, I'm have a chance to get around him and interact with him on an adult level because I just knew him as a kid, and I can still remember it was you know, one of the first camps that I went to, Florida football camp. Um, it was back when they had Gator Ball and, and Aubrey Hill was I remember Aubrey Hill was my coach because I told him that when he came here as a wide receiver coach and Spurrier was out there with the quarterback drills and the young campers teaching everyone how to throw and I'm like this eight-year-old think know-it-all I think I know how to throw the ball and he actually came and coached me and like watched me and I throw the ball he's like and he watched me do the rep he goes because that's a nice throw for a little man but hold that ball by your ear <laughs> and, and 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 i looked at him and i go coach i already know how to throw football oh. Oh. and i didn't appreciate the little man comment either 
That confidence. But I know. But, you know, those interactions and just being able to be around him and see, like you said, um, the fun personality and how he would deal with people on a personal level, mm -hmm. it just stuck with you. And so when he came back as the ambassador, um, it was awesome, you know, because I knew I'd have a chance to be around him. And sure enough, within like, you know, that first week that summer comes, he gets announced, fall camp opens, they have the first couple practices, and then they, they move over to the indoor practice facility, which is by the baseball field. So he comes, and this is his first practice back since becoming the ambassador, and he hasn't been around the, me the Florida media since he was the head coach, so he doesn't know or remember anybody except the folks that were on the beat at the time. Now, fortunately for him and fortunately for this story, when he comes walking, he comes around the corner, Robbie Andrew, the longtime Gainesville Sun beat writer, at this point, we're waiting on interviews, so he's kind of like pacing back and forth. Robbie always paces. Uh -huh, he's like Spurrier. Uh -huh. Yeah, he yeah. Can't, can't stand still. So Robbie just has to be walking kind of at the edge of, of the walkway as Spurrier hits the corner, so Spurrier sees him. <laughs> and it's a comfortable sight. You know, he sees yeah. Robbie. They go back. So he goes, hey, Robbie, you know, good to see you. And he gets around him, and then as soon as he kind of walks past Robbie, there's the horde of media. And he, you know, his face lights up because I think he's thinking, oh, I'm going to see some more guys uh -huh. that I know, Pat Dooley, some other folks from the beat. He doesn't know anybody. <laughs> so he walks up and he goes, he opens his mouth to say hi, and he goes, hey, media? And <laughs> 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 just walks on through the crowd. Um, and it would, I mean, I bust out laughing because I know all of his mannerisms and stuff like uh -huh. that. And the look on his face, uh, that moment as he's like, you know, thinks he's going to say and know people. Right. And he just goes, hey, media. And that, I mean, that, you know, in and of itself was, was fun to just see him being around the practices. But really the highlight of that season was when we get to the Vanderbilt game. And this is kind of when I reached out to you and, and told you my, like, you know, best Spurrier story that I had seen. So we get there. This is an 11 a.m. game. Oh, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, we were out in Nashville the night before. And, uh, you know, it's an early kick. And it's a really small press box in the Vanderbilt Stadium. It's my first time being there. So we get up there. The game starts. It's the first quarter. And he's up and around the press box. And they don't have, like, little suites like you do here in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium where he can go sit with the AD. So he just grabs a seat right there on press row like around all these reporters I mean, because he's Steve Spurrier does what he wants so the first quarter gets into it and Florida's you know they're playing bad um Austin Appleby's the quarterback and they're on the road it's at Vandy it's 11 a.m so the first quarter gets going and he's sitting over here in the corner and a couple plays get going and all of a sudden you start hearing the claps <laughs> all right boys all right, all right come on come on boys this is like after the plays are going <laughs> And Steve McLean, the SID, is like sitting on the next row up and to the left. And I see him like looking at Spurrier after like every time because you're not supposed to cheer in the press box. <laughs> there are signs actually, yes, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, there's signs in there. And the media being and, who they are is yeah. looking around. Yeah, like, and the media is like looking around like, who's clapping? So, but he's into it. And um, so, like, you know, I think Florida gets about two drives in and he's clapped after a couple plays. Steve finally has to get out of his seat. <laughs> and walk down, and he walks over to Spurrier, and he leans over, and he goes, Coach, and you know, Spurrier's locked into the game, yeah. you know, and he's mad that Steve's even bothering him. He gives him this look, like, what are you – and he goes, Coach, there's no cheering in the press box. Steve goes, 
I wasn't, I wasn't cheering. I was clapping. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, coach, you can't do that. And he goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so he walks away, and sure enough, like 10 minutes later, Florida gets a first down. And this is just Spurrier to a T. They get the first down, and he just busts out in celebration. All right, all right, let's go first down. Let's keep moving that ball. And, and of course, Steve has to get up again. Steve McLean has to come down and tell Spurrier, Coach, you can't cheer in the breast box. So he walks over to him and goes, Steve, you got to stop. You can't clap. And Steve looks at him and goes, well, what am I supposed to do? We haven't got a first down in 10 of our last 11 drives. <laughs> <laughs> he was spot now, on with that statistic. Now, here's too. the genius. <laughs> it's the first quarter. So Florida hasn't had 11 drives. He's counting back from the last game. Oh, and wow. I think you went and looked, or Ryan Young went We went, and went looked. back and looked at the stats, yeah. and he had them right. Ten of the last 11 drives, they had gone three and out. So he's counting in his head as this game starts. So every time Florida went three and out in the opening series, he's just getting more and more frustrated sitting there in the press box. So when they finally got a first down, he couldn't hold it in. And, uh, oh, my, it was just – it was gold. Because all the reporters are sitting around and live-tweeting it and just getting a kick out of him, and he didn't care. Oh, man. Well, that, that's beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's funny because as you tell that story, and, and that, that is one that I've actually adopted, and I, I share, like I'll go speak at a Gator Club or something. And so I, that one, and then that was the morning of that game was, were you there at the table when he came over and showed off his tie that he traded with Will Muschamp? <laughs> that's right. That's right. He, I, I wasn't there, but Jeff Cardozo told me the story. Um, Obviously, he could tell it better than me, but he and Will Muschamp had got together during the summer, and at you know one of the gigs or events, Spur just basically came up to him and said, hey, I got a bunch of old South Carolina ties, and you got a bunch of old Gator ties. You're not going to wear them. You're not going to wear them. Shoot, <laughs> I'm not going to wear mine. This trade him. That's just smart business. <laughs> That's just smart business. <laughs> and he trade him and bragged and boasted about it, so... Now, and that wasn't the only story that came from that game. Oh, so gosh. That's, that's the first, you know, first quarter. Second quarter comes, and he's, mind you, he is so locked into this game. I mean, sunglasses on, in the press box. Every time Steve came to bug him, he got agitated. Yeah. Like, you know, don't interrupt my game. So in the second quarter, he gets interrupted again. But this time, it's an Orange Bowl representative. So he's standing with there. With that orange jacket yeah, on. with the orange oh, jacket. Yeah. So he's sitting watching the game, and, and she goes, Coach Spurrier. And he turns around with that same look that he gave Steve, like, what are you bothering me for? And then he sees the orange jacket, and his eyes light up. And she says, you know, I'm here from the Orange Bowl. I came to get a picture. You know, we're going to promote it on our whatever. So he gets up and this, with this big, giddy smile on his face, and he takes the photo. He's not talking at all. It doesn't say anything. But his face is just lighting up, and he hadn't done this the whole time. So he takes the picture. He shakes her hand. And they exchange pleasantries, and she goes to walk away. And he turns around and sits down next to his U, the UAA employee and looks at him and goes, I was 3-0 in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this guy must have been thinking that the whole yeah. interaction. Yeah. And that's why he did it. If he wouldn't have been 3-0 in the Orange Bowl, he wouldn't have let her interrupt his game. Right, <laughs> right. Because it was the Orange Bowl. He, he ate it up. So uh, he is just a treasure, man. And that's, you know, stories like that, they happen with him every day. Isn't he, though? And, and it's funny when 
I started off here and I was talking about how it kind of this just came to with like we've got to start collecting these because we'll sit around and that's all we'll do is oh yeah well there's this one like in your story of the 11 a.m. game within that story as you're telling it there are like three that came to my mind you exactly. know and, and one of them is whenever we would go play in that early Jefferson pilot game back in the day at Auburn and it was a noon game yep. over here, and it would be 11 there. His big deal was, and he was really proud of this. He goes, when we go over there, you guys, don't set your watches back. Let those guys play at 11. We'll play at noon. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, so he would always tell us that, and, and that was the same. You painted uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was one of my paintings. You know, you got to keep them on video and, and with the art. But uh, And the other one was when you said that, all right, media, that it reminds me of pregame. And pre-game, he'd, all right, all right, here we go. Let's go out and you know, throw it around a little bit today. And then he'd go around and he'd make it a point to shake everybody's hand in the locker room or pat everybody on the back. Yeah. And he'd go through and, you know, 100 people on the team. It's it, no matter what age, you, know, you never know. But like, all right, Danny. All right, all right, Donnie. All right, go get him today. All right, Jeff. All right, Big Jeff. All right, Lawrence. All right, my man. <laughs> you know, it's like and he hit some guy that he, he couldn't quite remember this walk-on thing. All right, my man. All right, all right Donnie. All right, my man. Good. It's just, oh, man. And when you heard that, my man, you knew you don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, and here it is. You're all supposed to, you, you know, you just think of this locker room before you're going out. You're the, one of the top teams in the nation getting ready to go out to battle, and you can just you, you picture these guys. But instead, we're all laughing because we're all just, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Wait for it. <laughs> you know, it's like, my man. Uh, I no, thought he knew his name. No better way to get ready for a game though right i, I mean, know it's, it's the truth he'd get you psyched. he'd get you in the right mood uh-huh. so and, and what have been i mean obviously i did the story last year but just the the responses and the feedback from all these head ball coach stories what's that what's that been like for you it's been really cool it's it's been you know we we really pumped a lot of them out two seasons ago and then last year we shot a bunch but Tom being back in Austin, it's just so tough to to make them all happen when we need pieces that fit. And and here the fall comes around, and I'm going the other way you know, to go call an ACC game. Yep. And uh, and so we didn't we didn't really have any new ones last year, but we've got a lot of material. And we actually in the off season went down to see Mike Leach in the Keys <laughs> because Brady Ackerman told me once he's like, hey man, I was talking with Leach. And he loves your head ball coach stories. And I said, what? I mean, that was like the biggest compliment. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, that's like getting street cred from some guy that I had a Big Daddy Kane quote in one of my games <laughs> two years ago. I'm like, oh, man. And so I was like, what's his number? And Because I, I knew that he used to live down in Key West and still kind of goes down there from time to time. And I sent Leach a text, and I said, Hey, Coach, if you're ever uh, – heard you like the stories. If you're ever in Florida, please let me know. I'll come find you, and we'll get some of your head ball coach stories. And he said, I'm in Key West until Sunday. So my poor students, I just like shotgun sprayed it. I'm like, who wants to go? Key West, we're driving tomorrow morning. And, and <laughs> That's awesome. And we went down and sat there with Leach and – as you can imagine, I mean, just oh, you got about gold, <laughs> sunken treasures, and 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 being down yeah, there. How many like, wild theories have you not published? I need to. Oh yeah, Mike Leach is like if Steve Spurrier was abducted in an X Files. Episode, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like. Down with a... <laughs> so Graham, growing up, do you, do you have any? any I just have one extra time that good I memories of Coach Spurrier. I was nine years old and going to an open practice or whatever, 
and he brought me down. He knew my dad knew him or some capacity, and he let me meet Ernest Graham, and that was one of the first memories I ever had because I'd never even met anyone with the name Graham until that point at all. And and I had no idea that he was this mythical figure because I think about two weeks before that, we had gone to a Florida game, and I made my dad leave after about ten minutes because it was so hot. And that was that was probably one of the worst things I had ever done. And then two weeks later, I'm meeting Steve Spurrier, and telling people I went to Lawton Childs growing up, and telling people how amazing that was and i didn't even realize how great it was and then now it's taken me about 20 years to realize all the lives he's touched in individual ways and that's why i love that you're collecting these things because everyone seems to have their own spurrier story and they all kind of define him and make up this piece of the Mm -hmm. puzzle and he's touched all these lives in certain ways and and it, it would probably be probably be a disservice to let all these fall by the wayside and not be documented. So well, that, there's a lot of people out and there. And that was his quote in the story that we did. You you said you finally got to a point where you're like, you know what? I just got to start putting these all together. It's too much too much good stuff. And I and I'm not so much the writer, you know, and so it's like, well, let's let's just put them to video and and you know, and, and YouTube is a, is a really nice place for those to live yeah. and 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 to to put them on Twitter and and whatnot. And actually I I've, I've got a big huge announcement. I'm surprised it was on breaking news up there on the screen the sister <laughs> hazel boys are going to do the the theme for for the show for batesy has class so that's so you know it's going to be big time yeah, all right to the tune of all for you i'm looking to, forward to hearing the ken blog voice coming yeah. through, <laughs> singing over that man that's going to be awesome but they they actually we uh we have a couple of their head ball coach stories on on the youtube channel which actually by the way is is batesy productions b8 S-Y, the number 8 S-Y, um, on YouTube. But uh, one Check of, out the paintings too, people. I mean, Yeah, you, you mentioned all wrong. the things that you're doing right now, and we didn't even bring up the art that I see, I think, everywhere I go in Gainesville at yeah. different locales. Oh, and well, I mean, well, thank you. Yeah. You talk about how busy this man really is. He left out one of the things that really touches people in a, a different way oh, out there. Oh, well, thanks. For, I, I'm so proud of that, and I just feel so fortunate that I can actually do that. I, I you know, don't run around the country as much basketball and baseball season anymore when football sure. season's over with I just still can't believe that I can make shirts like this nice Bear Bryant <laughs> shirt that I have and I can kind of make somewhat of a living <laughs> I, I, I need to Come get on. you one at least a sticker here I thought that that was a pig until right now no he's just a, like a oh, sunburnt wow. bear B-A-R-E Bryant since you can't see it at home uh, and with his houndstooth cap and Batesy, before we let you go, what do you think about SOS getting back into coaching and, and getting things going down there in Orlando? I saw Jerry a couple of days ago at Publix, and, and that's I was excited about it. I mean, he he's like my dad. My, my dad is retired from coaching. He coached, I guess, 16 years in the NFL, 11 or so as a defensive coordinator. And, and he's retired, and he hunts, and he fishes, but he – he belongs on a sideline. He belongs coaching football. And, yeah. and it's just, I mean, there's just no doubt. He's still, my dad still works the phones like, hey, who they're picking up? And like, like he might as well be coaching. And that to, is the way to me that, that Coach Spurrier, he just, I he's know that, that he's way. happy. And it was so good to have him back in town and so good to like, like where he, you know, he's just shoot. He was the ambassador. It wasn't like he was, you know, he wanted the Gators to win every game, but it's not like he was, you know, he could kind of just loosen up a little sure. bit. And you could tell that he really was happy. And you, I'm ex- I was excited for him, but I hadn't talked to him about it until I saw Jerry at Publix two days ago. And, and she's so excited about it. And I can tell 
through her that he's so excited and he's already talking about when the championship game is <laughs> so so get those tickets get those tickets uh, orlando fans what's their nickname i don't know if they, i don't know either but i looked at the coaching list and he's far from the the big from the only big name that's right. going to be coaching this league they got some big yeah. names in there well he's going to make it fun i'm, I'm going to make it down there for a game I, I can't wait and uh and lastly obviously football season right around the corner how much are you looking forward to that and obviously here in Gainesville, there's some excitement now with Dan being back in town. And that's that's all I want. You know, I'm, I want to go win them all, and I want to go to Atlanta, and, and you know, and, and I think we'll have a decent shot of making a run. But just the juice that was in the couple practices that I went to in the spring, and it's, I mean, it's, it's the point to where, I mean, when you talk about the Gators now and you talk about Dan Mullen, Ah, it's like a ah energy, ah energy, but it is. There's a nice energy there, and that's yeah. that's what I want. And I just want you know the, the the guys to have that good look in their eyes and just go out and fight and just know they're fighting. And and uh, and I'm just I'm so fired up and I'm I'm ready to go. It's just I, I hate always going the other way. I love my job and I love calling games in the ACC. And you guys were talking about Jimbo Fisher earlier, and I hated to admit it to Gator fans, but I really enjoyed being around Jimbo Fisher when we go yeah. sit down with him. And um, but I just you know it'd be nice to see a game in the swamp once a year you know to just kind of yeah. and 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 sip out of those sweet batesy paint cups that i got to design <laughs> how cool is that huh oh i was proud nice. of that yeah but. hey i still got my uh my spurrier one in my uh in my cupboard you better not let that go yeah no that man go. that's a classic from when they made it spurrier field so bates it was great seeing you again man thank you so much for stopping by can't wait to see the videos and projects come out and uh you know, it's awesome that all these teach, uh, these uh, stu- excuse me, students are getting to learn from you, man, because this class is, is really going to be a special experience for them. Uh, thanks for having me Absolutely. on. Thanks for the stories. Graham, even though your story wasn't quite the tie trading, it was very that sweet is, nonetheless. That <laughs> is, I can't compete with a tie trading story. I mean, do you know how many former coaches of other programs have traded trinkets probably that we don't even know about i wonder if ron zook gave anything to urban meyer or anything after that (laughs) other than words of advice about avoiding frat row obviously but so well hey good luck shooting my man uh hey thanks for having me on guys and go ahead and send us out and i'll do your uh your music to break Abel Verdi and the 40 Thieves. Abel Verdi and the 40. That's a little Beastie Boys slash Zach for you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll be back after this break. (laughs) 